0: You should be always looking for an opportunity to serve and not necessarily go to the soup kitchen, but the student next door, you know, like I can remember taking an apple dumpling to a student at 10 o'clock at night who was down. I mean, my wife fixed the apple dumpling, but just, just be sensitive to the needs of people around you.
1: Welcome to Cedarville Stories, a podcast sharing meaningful stories of people impacted by relationships and experiences at Cedarville University. Cedarville Stories is brought to you by Cedarville University, where student lives are transformed through excellent education and intentional discipleship in submission to biblical authority. Continue listening to hear the rest of today's story. Now here's your host, Mark Weinstein. Joining me
2: today is Dick Walker, a name well-known to many listening to this podcast. Dick served in student life for more than 40 years, and he remains involved in campus life today. Dick, you ultimately came to Cedarville, if I remember right, in 1970. Is that I, correct? Yes, sir. So what's the, what's the back story that brought you from northern Ohio to the cornfields of Cedarville, Ohio?
0: Well, one of the key, key factors is uh, summer of 66, working at Camp Patmos. I worked at uh, Camp Patmos for a youth camp up on Kelly's Island for three or four or five years. Uh, But in the summer of 66, in conversations with Dr. Jeremiah, we reviewed where I was at. I was halfway through Bowling Green with an accounting degree. I was uh, anticipating military service after Bowling Green, And uh, probably looking, anticipating at that point in time, probably maybe pursuing a full-time camp job. All right. Uh, Dr. Jeremiah and I, as we talked, his thoughts and mine were finish your degree at Bowling Green, do your military, and then come to Cedarville. Take some Bible, do whatever extra training you need for full-time camp work and uh, so I after I got out of the Navy in 70 that fall I was at Cedarville and uh, had a part-time job and met my wife that fall and
2: now your wife has an uh, interesting part of this story because if I remember right did, did you spend your honeymoon here on campus right after you got hired?
0: Well, we got married on August 28th, which is coming up to 41. No, okay. 48.
2: Better get that right, Dick.
0: 48. And uh, got on August 29th, we were back at Camp Patmos. Okay. So that I could direct the last week. But because of the size of the camp, they said, hey, Dick, why don't you get that, move on down to Cedarville? And we moved into an apartment at Cedar Park. Where I was going to be the resident director that year. So, how did your wife handle that decision?
2: Was it a, was it a mutual decision, or was it just something that you said, "Hey, we're going to do this"?
0: She would would have cried herself to sleep many nights that first year. I would be out in the dorm with the guys. Right. She would have to get up at five o'clock to go teach school. You know, being the sensitive guy that I was. <laughs> I was unaware of some of her discomfort in some of those things, but she wouldn't suggest others follow that pattern.
2: And I would agree with her really? that uh, it's a team effort there. So back in 1970, you joined the Cedarville College uh, staff, and you worked here till 2012, so that's 42 years. Yes, sir. So during that span, what jobs did you perform? What, what were your roles at the, at the college slash university?
0: Started an intramural director, my first full-time job, which was uh, for, but it only lasted two months. I was full-time. I was an assistant food service manager, and uh, shortly after I left that food service position, I moved into campus activities and so for forty years, from seventy-two to to, most of that time I was in student life, dean of men, uh, part of the time at the front end I was a resident director. Uh, campus activities director, and uh, and then the last year and a half, I worked with the alumni office.
2: So your, your uh, campus ministry, or camp ministry, excuse me, uh, passion really played
0: itself out on a college campus. Is that correct? I, I felt it was great preparation, and I, I worked one more summer of 72. I, I directed Skyview Ranch, and then the following year, I had to make a decision. My responsibilities here were making it difficult to meet obligations at camps. And so uh, this seemed to be where God was directing me, uh, had given me gifts to do programming, had uh, working with guys in the dean of men's position, uh, trying to be their friends and their disciplinarian. So, yeah, I, I just felt that the camp... Those steps taken weren't wasted steps. Wasn't
2: that aspect of trying to be a friend and a disciplinarian that ultimately led you to leave the dean of men's position to just get back into activities? activities?
0: Yeah, uh, I came. it came to the place where I felt I was becoming an administrator of a program. You know, okay, I didn't really know the guys or know uh, individuals, but it was like, okay, you, you guys go to this dorm, you guys go over here. And uh, discipline, okay, the, R, the RA says this happens, so that must be how it was. And, and you just didn't have relationships with some of the guys uh, that I that it had. So I, I had come to the conclusion that, okay, uh, Dina Minn, and then we'll see what, how God directs, and God opened up the opportunity to stay here in activities.
2: But he, he did, and that's how I've met you um, on the back end of your ministry when I came to Cedarville. But what I remember you telling me a, f- a week or so ago is that you almost left Cedarville College in 1983, the 1983-84 right. academic year. What was behind that? What, well, that and- was
0: part of that, leaving the dean of men's position I was. I made the decision to leave that before, uh, aware of maybe other opportunities. Okay. Myron Youngman, who was a staff member, chose to. Uh, God directed him to in a Chinese ministry, which he's still doing today. And uh, so during that, that was the time in which, okay, after not immediately, but after thinking through it, working with Don Rickard. Hey, why don't you go back and that's your that's your passion, that's your strength programming and and things like that so it just it seemed like okay now the church I had to work through that they would have offered me a full-time job as well where I during that uh during that last year here I was assistant pastor at a church and uh, so but it just seemed like given where my strengths were working at Cedarville was the was the direction to go and I I feel that uh God used my decision to stay in, in some good things here.
2: Oh, absolutely! Yeah. And, you know, I can think of some of the like the flex time days that right. that I used to experience earlier in my tenure here, and just the campus life. Uh, it has Dick Walker all over it. And as yeah. people are listening to this podcast, they're probably reliving stories uh, of you uh, from your earliest days to your closing closing month, uh, and that's a great tribute to you. Um, so going back to your decision to stay everywhere you've gone, you've had to make decisions. So I'm interested, in, not necessarily in the decision, but how you make decisions. How has, how does the, how has the Lord guided you to make decisions? What, what do you do? What
0: seek, seek counsel. Okay. In, in that case, during that time frame, uh, Jim Greer, a name well-known to older alums. He went on to be uh, evolved up at uh, Cornerstone and Grand Rapids Theological Seminary. Mm -hmm. But he was a special friend, and I can remember meeting him for dinner or lunch in West Liberty, which is where the church I was at, and the pastor there was a good friend of both of us. And he he just said, okay, write, write advantages down, write disadvantages down, Sometimes just writing the process down will make it very clear, and uh, and in part his counsel was to do the church. Really, because he said, "Dick, you, at a church, you're going to have a consistent audience for the next, or a more consistent audience. University is going to be more transitory." Correct. But uh, I could just remember that, you know, time and his encouragement as I decided to stay. Uh, you know, he said, Dick, go for it and uh, let God use you here and, and, and use your gifts and uh, uh, continue to develop relationships that you've enjoyed in the past.
2: So with uh, someone with your breadth of experience on our campus, 42 years, what? Have you seen that inc- excites you today? What What would those aspects be? What um, as you walk on campus, interact? You still interact with people on campus right. on a daily basis. What What brings you hope and optimism and excitement?
0: Well, I think Dr. White's focus on evangelism and uh, just uh, those are central things to the school. And uh, when visitors come, you know, they may hear the thousand day, they may go to chapel, but it doesn't take them long to, to sense the focus and the focus of individual attention. Uh, you know, they meet with an advisor, they meet, and, and it's just, it's about people and how, and how you create value uh, in people. You know, I tell people to visit all the schools that will reaffirm why you should come to Cedarville.
2: That's a good point, Dick. You know, I, I, agree with your assessment of of the direction and the vision of Dr. White that the Lord's given him, but you've also worked with other presidents of Cedarville University, and and two I want to focus on primarily. Uh, You go back to Dr. Jeremiah and Dr. Dixon. I mean, what an opportunity to uh, learn and grow from. So during your work with those guys, those gentlemen, um, what did they instill into you? What... What parts of Dr. Jeremiah and Dr. Dixon are part of your current life today?
0: You know, I think I shared with you a story where we were facing a decision about a program on campus. Mm -hmm. And we probably had some difference of opinion a little bit. But he, he, uh, uh, he said, Dick, you will do what's best for Cedarville. And that's the last I heard. I made a decision which probably didn't, reflect his all his values in music okay but he never I never heard I mean he just said hey Dick this is your and, and, and that showed me a lot about le- when you have leadership you you need to hire people and let them do and let them do their work that's a great point point. and uh and then another thing about Dr. Jeremiah whether was, was the care for his wife in her later years mm-hmm. uh wow what an example to young guys yeah. who are married, and yeah. uh, and then you know he's a, he came from Toledo Emmanuel where I have a lot of friends from. He came down here, so he kind of followed his you know career before, and uh, and if you always you could always go to coffee with him. Oh,
2: he liked coffee <laughs> yeah. and liked people, yeah.
0: and so, but anyhow, he he just uh, had a passion for Cedarville, a passion for the Word of God. And Dr. Dixon just reinforced that. Now, one of the things that Dr. Dixon has done is you don't hear Dr. Dixon talk about Cedarville without referring to Dr. Jeremiah. That's, he wants people to remember that he, he, what he did was on the shoulders of James T. Jeremiah, and that was his passion. The other thing from Dr. Dixon is his relational thing, is be loyal. Listen to your friends. Listen to the people. Follow up when you can help. uh, Be there for them. And uh, one of the most telling moments I can remember with Dr. Dixon was in the hospital with uh, when Marv Troyer was in Mm -hmm. his last days with cancer. To sit there with Dr. Dixon and Don Sewell, two lifelong friends of Marv, and just see the passion, the connection, the the you know, they were. Marv had his hat, you know, his golfing hat on, and they were just, they just demonstrated what God had done in their relationship for each other. And those are special times to see that lived out in front of you, that, uh, what, how important it is to maintain and uh, look for those opportunities to, uh. Can you
2: imagine your life without Cedarville University?
0: No, uh... Cedarville is probably, uh, other than my family, it it is my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, most of the people that I'm connected, no, I I have pretty good connections in the community, Cedarville community. Correct. You know, the other day I was just kind of making a list and just ran down through 100 names of people who have impacted my time here. And not only that, it's been a joy to see what God has done in their life since they left Cedarville. We had a couple stay with us last week for a couple of days. And I t- Karen was an alumnus. And I said, Karen, what God has given us as a member of the Cedarville family, such a blessing. You know, you're, you're 20, you know, she's, uh, what, almost 25 years out of here. She's got kids who are thinking about coming back. Her husband's retiring from the Navy. It's Cedarville family. Right. I mean, they're getting together together. Here they're getting together in West Virginia, they're getting together. And, uh, for most of the time I get together with somebody, it's Cedarville related, not entirely, but, uh.
2: now everyone or most people who work at Cedarville develop relationships with other people. Yeah. I think you take that to a whole new level. Yeah. One is because your longevity, 42 right. years, you've, you know, people that I don't know. And, and, uh, that's, that's impressive. Um. How meaningful is it to you to see former students of yours excel in life excel in ministry
0: you know God has moved in, in these people's hearts they're in missions they're, uh, they're doing different things. they're pastors they're, they're, they're laymen uh, they're, doc, they're they're involved in church ministries and that's exciting but then you then you, then you also uh, sense that when I'm not dealing with a perfect world, and people go through divorce. They go through tough times, and uh, wow, that, that's painful. And then if it okay, your first, my first reaction is okay. What responsibility or what role do I have at this point? Is there something that I can do mm-hmm. to help in that situation? Yeah. Not that prayer is unimportant. I mean, it's still the first, you know, first uh, response. But are there other things besides prayer that I can right. contribute to them?
2: Well, I know I've known you for 10 years, yeah. and I'm blessed to have that opportunity to, to spend time with you, to learn from you, to watch you interact with people. Let me transition back to um, you know, looking back at your 42 years. How would you say Cedarville has helped you grow professionally, personally, and most importantly, spiritually?
0: Well, professionally, the opportunities they gave me uh, just uh, to grow and develop in student life programs. Probably one of the programs that I spent the most time on would have been like the Getting Started program. We started that in 1985 in the sense sense of small groups, and that came out of a focus on the importance of names learning names. Everybody on campus, the second day should have a group of people who know them by names. And, you know, they just, it's the opportunities they gave me. And, and in large part, it was campus activities was a college family program, not just a student activities program. Okay. A lot of what I did focused on faculty and staff opportunities for interaction. Personally, well, it's my network of friends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, you, you get guys who you follow what they're doing around the world. Dave Dernlin, Byron Shear, and Gary Storm, what they've done through a trim ministry in Eastern Europe is incredible. Only, only eternity will tell what the value. Now, all of us are winding down. They're all kind of sure. phasing out. Uh, spiritually, you know, just to see the, one, the preach, preaching of the Word of God, the life of so many people who cared about me who challenged me who held me accountable uh you know it it was a great environment if you if you didn't grow you were ignoring mm-hmm. many of the things that god was providing for you you've had you've had a lot of a yeah. lot of great memories haven't you yeah i mean it's it, well it is my you know you take 42 uh, and, and now it's almost 50 years in Cedarville. Right. Because I, I've been, I, I've been gone from the school for six years or seven years. Yeah. So, uh, next summer it'll be 50, having had 50 years, uh, my kids grew up here. My kids went to school. My brother taught here for 30, 35 years. My sister and her husband taught here for 35 years. So. It's been a family thing, yeah. yeah
2: can you can you crystallize your 42 years into a favorite memory?
0: Well, the most memorable event in the 42 years was uh, graduation weekend eighteen. That would be my most memorable event. why uh, Dr. I, I was asked to come to meet with Dr. White. Oh, I know where you're going, yeah mm-hmm. And that was, that was emotional. Tell the story. What,
2: what, why did Dr. White ask you to meet with him?
0: Well, I did. I had no idea. Right. And, you know, to me, why in the world am I meeting with him during trust rate week, graduation week? and Because it wasn't a regular occurrence. Right. And so I go to, over to the chapel, which made sense because that would be convenient for him to come out and we could find a room. Right. But I got to the chapel, and at the appointed time, he invited me into the trustee meeting. Right. And uh, shortly, I mean, short into the conversation, indicated that they were naming a, a dorm in my honor. Mm-hmm. And then to have the trustees stand with a... Because so many of the trustees are friends that have had Chip Bernhard, you know, uh, you know Dan Green, I mean, a whole, you know, the whole bunch of them are friends. Right. That a part of my Cedarville story was celebrating this honor, and that would be the capstone event for my memory. But uh, uh, not not relishing in the honor so much, but just that that was special.
2: Well, it speaks to your your service, your Christ-like service, yeah. doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, the the neat thing about it, by their definition, it speaks to that. It, I wasn't defining the moment. I wasn't picking that. And so it was neat to be celebrated by these – a decision made by the, these men. And uh, it was special to my family, my uh, wife sure. and kids. And uh, so, you know, th- th- there's been other kind of, you know, recognition. Other, but that was kind of a – that was a special day. Uh,
2: That's great. Do did, um, did you get any ribbing from your friend Don Callan? Because, you know, all, all you guys that have buildings named after yourselves –
0: well, you know, I saw today, you know, headline someplace, Callan is expanding. So, I mean, he's, he's still, uh, the, 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 they're expanding the building. Correct. But, you know, just to see, like, you take somebody like Coach Callan. Uh, he was a coach. He was an athletic director. He was key in the development of our athletic program. But probably his uh, example in evangelism, in ministry, uh, overseas, he's you know the athletes in action program and those kind of things, and uh, even today he travels with like Brian Hansen with Capital Ministries right. and and just uh, you know he's not a you know he's eighty something. You get you take guys like Callen and Alan Monroe. Right, Alan's eighty five and he thinks he may have to quit traveling overseas. Wow. But he, he, he felt that his 35 years at Cedarville prepared him for those last 20 years of ministry, of teaching international pastors and leaders. And he's just gone from Kenya to Ghana, to Uganda, to China, to Haiti, and all these. Uh, just, uh, wow. Yeah.
2: Great, great, great story, Dick. Uh, what impact do you believe you had on Cedarville University and vice versa? What impact did Cedarville have on you?
0: Me on the, you know, I would trust that God used me to focus on uh, encouraging people to uh, love for love and good works. Okay. Hebrews ten twenty four, uh, and that you, you, you should be always looking for an opportunity to serve uh, and not, not necessarily go to the soup kitchen, but the student next door. You know, like a, I can remember taking an apple dumpling to a student at 10 o'clock at night, who was down. I mean, my wife fixed the apple dumpling, but just just be sensitive to the needs of people around you, and uh, and I, I I think that in in how it's impacted me is is in some ways uh, I'm enjoying the. Reflection. The the visits from alumni as they come back and we visit and share memories, but uh, more importantly, sometimes we're sharing the vision for where they're heading. Sure. And the heading they're heading in a, is a reflection of their experience at Cedarville.
2: Last last question, uh, and then we'll wrap up this uh, podcast, Dick. Uh, what piece of wisdom would you like to share to our listeners? What you want to leave with them is your parting comment.
0: Well, the word of God. Trust, trust God for direction. Uh, move, move forward. I mean, you're not gonna, you're not gonna make a lot of. If you, if you're not willing to move, and uh, in some ways, while you're moving, watch how exciting God uses your movement to His glory.
2: Great, great words of wisdom. Uh, I want to thank you for that, and I want to thank you for the time that you spent. Yeah today here talking about your experiences at Cedarville University and how God has used you and how you have been faithful to his call on on your life. Um, What I would paraphrase, when I think of you, I think of Don Callan, Alan Monroe, Dr. Dixon, Dr. Jeremiah, well done, thou faithful servant. Thank you. You, You've you've done well, You've, you've honored the Lord faithfully, and he is blessing you and he's blessing cedarville university as a result of faithfulness so i thank you thank you
1: thank you for listening to cedarville stories brought to you by cedarville university be sure to rate and review cedarville stories on your favorite podcast provider and share with friends you can also follow cedarville university on twitter facebook and instagram thank you to logan hayes for producing today's episode Clem Boyd and Sarah Gump for marketing the podcast, and most importantly, you, the listener, for joining us today. Come back next week when we'll hear another inspiring Cedarville story for God's glory.